Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm really excited to have on today's show Rob Wormley, who is the head of content marketing at When I Work, and who also co-wrote 100 Days of Growth with Sujin Patel, um, which is a great book on growth hacking, and uh, we'll make sure to link it up in the show notes. And it's done a bunch of other stuff in and around the content marketing, internet marketing space. So, Rob, thanks so much for being on the call with us today. Yeah, great to be here. So before we dive into uh, some of the work you've done, books you've written and stuff like that, and and when I work and and how you got on board there, tell us a little bit about your background. Like what got you into the content marketing space at all? Yeah, so uh, actually uh, my my educational background is in journalism and uh, communications. So it was an intentional move that I made. I always knew that I wanted to work in uh, some sort of business setting, uh, but with journalism, uh, there's kind of a, a core skill uh, that you learn uh, through that traditional degree, you know, as opposed to to marketing. Uh, I knew I wanted to do writing. I knew I wanted to get more into business, and so I kind of started my my educational career in college as a, a journalism major, so that I could gain some of those traditional writing skills, story storytelling skills, to kind of. Uh, aid in in my future career. So that's kind of how I started. Um, At that time, you know, social media was really in its infancy. So uh, when I was in college, I kind of, I helped a couple organizations on campus um, really develop their social media and brand presence online. It was really new uh, back then. So there wasn't a lot of uh, established strategy or, you know, equations that that we could implement. It was kind of all on the front line. So I had a lot of fun kind of testing, um, different strategies, coming up with different strategies that I thought would, would work. And so kind of got started uh, in social media, and then it kind of evolved from there into uh, content marketing just based on where the industry went. Uh, I entered the career, I entered the job force uh, working at a social media agency, uh, and then I've kind of bounced around a couple different agencies and, and uh, did a little bit of consulting and ultimately landed here. Yeah. So how'd you, and then how did this book, this, you know, hundred days of growth come about, um, and, and the book on growth hacking, which content marketing is definitely a piece of that, but, right. but it's also, it's kind of own unique, um, space as well. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the really cool thing, uh, with when I work, the startup that I work for right now is we're definitely in that growth phase. So we're doing a lot of growth hacking. Uh, you know, we're in the trenches each day trying to figure out what the secret sauce is to, to move the needle and to really experience growth. So um, I have a unique uh, perspective to be able to be focusing on content marketing, but also be impacting uh, growth underneath our marketing team. And so Sujin Patel is uh, our, our VP of marketing. I, uh, I actually worked with him previously in my career. Uh, he had an agency uh, called Single Grain, and I, I actually did content marketing uh, for Single Grain. And so uh, we both ended up actually at 
at when I work. And so uh, we decided that we wanted to um, we wanted to tell people about some of the stuff that we were doing. We wanted to to help other people and and kind of write down all our thoughts and try to organize everything um, just to make ourselves better to 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 help our company and to just you know start building relationships with people that um, that we think would find value in the content. That's and that's interesting. Um, I, I didn't realize that you worked with him at Single Grain because I definitely know about Single Grain. I know Sujin is good, good dude, very smart. Um, and now you guys both work at uh, at when I work. Did you come over as a team or how did that work? Uh, no, it, it was just uh, completely coincidental. Uh, the timing, yeah, the timing just happened to be uh, around the same time. We were both uh, making a move and it ended up being at the same spot. So that's interesting. Okay, yeah. What are the chances? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> that's pretty cool. So now tell me a little bit about. Um, when I work and uh, in, in your role in terms of uh, content marketing, and we'll probably dive, dive a little bit more into, into that content marketing, like what's been working, what are, what are things that you do, and so on and so forth. But I guess tell us a little bit about When I Work so people have an idea. Yeah, sure. So When I Work is an employee scheduling platform. It's web and mobile-based. Uh, it was started uh, around 2010, and since then we've, we've grown it to, uh, I think there's over half a million users uh, on the platform now, over 30,000 businesses uh, in 50 different countries around the world using When I Work to, to schedule, communicate, and track time with hourly employees. So if you think about any brick-and-mortar business really that has you know, a restaurant or a bar or a coffee shop that has employees with varying shifts, uh, we help optimize scheduling for them so that they don't have to uh, waste time coming up with uh, next week's work schedule in Excel or, uh, or worse on a, a piece of paper, which is what a lot of small business owners are doing um, even still. So uh, it's, it's a tool that business owners can use to boost productivity. And ultimately, you know, we want the relationship between managers and employees to be better, and we want them to be able to spend more time uh, on tasks that help them you know, grow their business and build better teams and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so tell me a little bit about like actually – you know, creating uh, content for that space because a lot of these small businesses um, are they even online? Like, how do you how do you? Right. Yeah. So um, my my strategy since I've been here, uh, I've been here for a little over a year and a half now. My strategy for when I work has been to develop content that's helpful helpful for the small business owner. So um, it's not necessarily uh, scheduling based content all the time, but instead it's it's Really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to provide answers to questions that, that I think small business owners have. And, you know, to to come to those questions, it's a combination between talking to our customers, you know, doing some keyword research, uh, spending some time on uh, other industry blogs. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that you can do as far as uh, coming up with, you know, those general topic areas that, that end up being your sweet spot. But really, it's been it's been about, you know, how do you how do you as a business, business owner – effectively manage your team um how do you do things like uh boost employee reten- retention uh reduce customer uh churn you know how do you bring more customers through the door what can you do to be more productive as a business owner so it's it's that kind of stuff so you know small business owners you know they might not be the most tech savvy people in the world but most of the time you know they know how to use google you know to to ask questions and so um our goal is to is to be know, in that list that shows up when they're asking those questions so that we can um, leverage ourselves as 
a thought leader in the space and then also show them that, hey, there's a product that, that might be able to help you. So two, two questions come to mind um, anytime I think of content marketing. One is, how do you develop, or maybe three, I guess, because so a three-part question here, Rob. Um, how do you, one, come up with like the strategy uh, for the content marketing and how, I guess, how long does that go forward? Like, do you, you know, plan out for the year or something like that? And then, um, I guess actually the second main one would be then how do you actually measure and track results? Um, which, it, cause it's, it's kind of an indirect type, uh, marketing, uh, from my, well, at least that's, you know, I, I see it as, is very indirect in a lot of ways, but I'm wondering, so how do you guys, you know, properly measure, um, you know, the, the time and energy put into creating great content? Yeah. So just those, those two questions then. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, uh, yeah, as far as content strategy, typically what I'm trying to do is I try to put together strategies that span uh, a quarter at a time. Uh, as I'm sure you know, uh, the Internet can change pretty fast. Trends can change pretty fast um, in the content marketing field. And so yeah. uh, I, try to, I try to plan at least a quarter um, ahead. You know, there's definitely a strategy that's, you know, more of an, more of an annual uh, time frame, but it's, it's hard to predict what's going to happen that far in advance. So, um, yeah, that's, that's typically what we do. And, and along with that, you know, just, just like growth hacking, I try to think of content marketing as an opportunity to test, uh, a lot of different strategies in real time and kind of learn from them in real time. So we're doing a lot of AB testing as far as, you know, using tools like Sumo Me and, and Optimizely in order to figure out, uh, you know, what what do people respond to best on the blog? How can we uh, increase their engagement rate? That kind of stuff. Uh, as far as measuring and tracking, you know, it's it's a lot of uh, time in Google Analytics. It's a lot of time in whatever email client you have. Um, obviously, you want to set up uh, you want to set up goals in in Google Analytics, and you want to be tracking um, conversions. For us, that means you know any anything from page views. Uh, and organic traffic to uh, actually influencing people to sign up for a trial for the product itself. That's awesome. Very cool. And so what have you found, uh, and I, I know it changes, but I'm just curious, what have you found that's been um, really effective recently, um, maybe in the past few months? Yeah, so I think the most probably important and effective strategy that we've been implementing for for our blog and kind of we have a couple of sister blogs too, uh, that we test different strategies on, but really for us, it's um, first and foremost, it's developing high quality content that that people are going to be able to 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 use, you know, actionably. Uh, we want actionable content. There's a lot of content out there. People have pretty much figured out, you know, the whole content production game, and so quality has been uh, a big issue, and it's becoming more and more of an issue uh, as more people, you know, oh, take advantage of. Uh, of content marketing in order to reach new users. And so quality has always been extremely important for us uh, in order to kind of leverage ourselves as, as authentic and genuine uh, in, in our engagement with, with our website visitors and our customers, our trial users, that kind of thing. But, but really the big strategy that I think most content marketers, most marketers, most uh, startup entrepreneurs are missing is the promotion and the outreach side of things. Uh, when we are writing... Uh, 100 days of growth. It was a it was a big piece for us in order to uh, to be successful. What we actually did was, um, you know, we included I think it was nine nine mentions of other websites or companies per page uh, in each tactic. So if you think about it, um, 
you know, there's a hundred tactics, there's nine, you know, nine references to either people, companies or case studies or blog posts that authors have written. So, you know, think, think of how many, you know, it's hundred, hundreds of people that you can reach out to once, once that book went live. And that's what we did. You know, we developed the rate, the relationships ahead of time. We let people know that they were going to be in the book. We got people excited about it. Um, and you know, we were able to leverage those relationships when it came time to launch. So we're doing the same thing at when I work, um, we're being really strategic in the con- the type of content that we create. The quality is there, um, but it's also promotion-driven content. Um, one thing that we always say is you know, we never want to create a piece of content that we can't promote um, because it's just not worth it just because of how much content is out there. We, we, we put the time and the effort in ahead of time before we even write the post to make sure that we're going to be able to promote it uh, the second we hit publish. We have the, the process in place. We have the strategy in place so that, um, you know, we know that, that it's going to be uh, effective and hit at least a few of our goals. That's really interesting. You know, I don't know if I've ever heard somebody quite put it that way, which I really appreciate. The idea of, and I think this, the, the quote I just pulled from you, I just wrote it down. Never, you never want to create a piece of content that you can't promote. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. How do you, you said you put time in before you ever create the content. Um, how do you know, or how do you, what's this, what's the process you go through to decide, yep, this is this type, this, this piece of content, it, we're going to be able to promote it. We're, we'll, you know, we'll be able to share it, get, get traction, whatever, versus like, no, there's, this one doesn't have any um, legs on it. Like, how do you decide that? How do you, and what's your process to, to decide? Yeah. So really what it is, is I, I try to reverse engineer a blog post from, from the end all the way back to the beginning. So like I mentioned, you know, it starts all the way at the, all the, way at the uh, beginning at the ideation process. So when you're coming up with blog post ideas, at least when we're coming up with blog post ideas, you know, we'll have our general idea. And then what we're going to do is we're going to try to validate it through a couple of different ways. Um, it kind of depends on what our, our goal is. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, there's promotion-driven blog posts. There's also blog posts where we're going after a very specific um, you know, keyword opportunity. There's some SEO value that we're trying to go after. So, so um, in order to validate what we're doing is a couple of different things. Um, one, we are trying to see if there's any SEO value at all to the idea. Uh, two, we're using tools like BuzzSumo uh, to see if anyone else has created similar content. And if they have, uh, how did people respond to it? Uh, did they get, you know, a lot of shares? Did they get pretty good engagement on social media? Um, did they have a lot of comments? Um, and we're also using BuzzSumo to figure out, you know, if there is another blog post out there that's similar to our idea, um, how good is it? Where are the gaps? Uh, you know, are we confident that we can make it better, uh, newer, more new, more unique, more helpful? So that's that's one area for for how we can validate. But uh, secondly, you know, another thing that we do. Is, is uh, you can use BuzzSumo for this too. There's a couple other different tools that you can use, but you know, if you find uh, a piece of content that's out there, like say we're writing a blog post on content marketing, and we find a blog post that has historically done pretty well, uh, but it's published back in 2000, you know, 2014. Um, let's say we want to we want to publish something uh, that's fresh for 2016. We might use BuzzSumo to find a post that was published in 2014, got a lot of shares. You know, the the content was pretty good. You can actually use BuzzSumo to figure out um, who actually sh- shared that article uh, on Twitter. Uh, and so you can start building your outreach list from there because our goal is going to be, you know, we're going we're gonna to create a piece of content that's a lot better and a lot newer for 2016, and then we're going to leverage the, 
a list uh, of people that have shared similar content like that in the past. Uh, we're going to leverage that list and we're going to reach out to them uh, when our post goes live and let them know, hey, saw that, you, uh, that you've shared this type of content in the past. Just want to let you know uh, that we published something uh, new for 2016 that you might like. Um, the same strategy works for people that have linked similar content content in the past. So you know, a lot of times you have people that are referencing uh, blog posts in their own blog posts. And so, you know, sometimes over time, the blog posts that you link to, you know, they either become really outdated or, or the blog, you know, itself dies. And so you have broken links. So there's a lot of opportunities that you can find before you even write the post to determine if, you know, if promotion is going to be easy for you when you hit publish. So those are just a couple ideas. That's awesome. And um, when you're doing the sharing, do you guys mostly do uh, like when you actually, you know, because I love that, that, that bus sumo kind of technique or strategy to, uh, to find people who've already shared a similar piece of content. I mean, that makes sense to me. When you reach out to these people, do you do it via email? Do you do it through like a, a tweet or what's been the most effective way to get people to share your, to, to share your new content? Email outreach is definitely the most effective way to do it. Um, just because, you know, um, you know, so social media is pe- people know what social media is. They know that businesses are using Facebook and Twitter to to reach out to them. And so, uh, you know, similar to like I said with content marketing, people are kind of wising. You know, they're getting smarter about about what the strategy is. But but email still allows you to have you know a pretty authentic and personal one to one communication uh, with the other person. So email outreach has worked really well for us in the past. Uh, the problem with you know the upfront research that I'm talking about and the the outreach itself is it all takes time. So you have to really be organized and you have to be really willing to dedicate the time. There's tools out there that are going to help you automate the process. Like, you know, Content Marketer is a tool that's going to make that easier for you. Um, there's other tools that, that you can use like um, Boomerang or Yesware to, to automate the actual sending of your emails. But you still have to take the time to be personal and real with the people that you're reaching out to because – People can, especially marketers, can tell really quickly if you're, you know, if you're trying to use an outreach template uh, that's pretty widely available. If you're just, you know, you're putting in the brackets and you're customizing uh, for their name or their business name or their or their blog. So it takes a lot of time to be authentic, but uh, the return can be really, really good. Love it. Very cool. Um, and so, somebody who's uh, starting, you know, I guess maybe more on the you know, doesn't have a, a full-time content marketer. I'm just curious, like, what do you think is like a, this is a tough question to ask because it, it definitely depends, but what's, what's uh, an appropriate amount of time to put toward um, content creation um, and then uh, in, in kind of developing these strategies in and around your content creation? Like, I guess how valuable is that for, you know, for maybe somebody who's, um, who's bootstrapping, who, who runs maybe small business, one or two people, doesn't really have a full-time content marketer um, yeah. I guess, how do you, how do you, cause I know it's important. Like I'm, I'm quite aware that, you know, content is mm-hmm. a really important part of how I built, um, built my business, but I'm just curious how somebody just starting out, how do they, what's, what's an appropriate way to prioritize content and content marketing? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a time investment no matter what. So that's, you know, you kind of just have to go all in if you want to decide to test it. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that I would say is, um, you know, there's a lot that we're doing as far as lead generation with our content marketing efforts. So I think if you can set it up to where you're getting some real uh, return on investment other than, you know, the vanity metrics of, you know, oh, we got a lot of likes, we got a lot of tweets for this article. If you can actually set it up so that you're getting 
something uh, like you know you're building your email list, you're going to feel a lot better about the time investment that you're that you're putting into content marketing. But I would say you know just go small and um, and learn small and then and then scale over time. Um, one thing that I that I recommend people do is you know if you're if you're publishing content once a week on your blog, um, what I would what I would recommend starting with is you know use one blog post and make it your your primary promotion driven post for the month. So you know maybe you have four blog posts and maybe the other three are uh, they're helping you as far as brand awareness. They're helping you build some consistency up for content production. But maybe one of them is is one blog post that you spend a lot more time as far as uh, doing the research ahead of time, building your outreach list, writing your email templates, and then just see how it does. That way you're not spreading yourself too thin week to week. You can really ramp up your promotion process for, for one blog post um, and kind of learn from that and scale, scale accordingly. That's awesome. Really good advice. I love it. Um, awesome. So Rob, where can people um, reach out to you if they want to connect or you know take a look at your work or buy one of your books? Yeah, so uh, people can head to my website. Uh, it's robwormley.com. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Twitter at Rob Wormley. Those are probably the two easiest places to get a hold of me. Perfect. Well, Rob, thanks so much for the conversation, man. I really appreciate it. Great insights into content marketing and what makes content marketing successful. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you'd like to check out the show notes, just head over to tommorcus.com slash podcast, where you'll find the latest broadcast. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's the fastest, simplest, easiest way to support my creative work, and it would really mean a lot to me. As always, this is Tom Morcus, and if you're listening to this, you are the resistance.